time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Live, this is Southern Race Week radio and podcast. I'm William Barber, and of course, this week on Southern Race Week, we've got a jam-packed show for you, but I tell you what, I'm so excited because the NASCAR season is getting ready to have a revamp, a relook, a new look to the cars with the next gen. We're going to talk about that on this week's edition of the Southern Race Week. Plus, we're going to catch up with some short track drivers, plus catch up with Mike Bagman Bagley, and catch up with our good buddy Alfie and his special guest. Alfie, Alfie, who do you have? Who do you have? Well, we'll be speaking a little bit later on with uh, short track driver Bryce Carver. He's currently racing right now in Huntsville Speedway in their uh, late model series. So he's had some success there in the first couple of weeks. So we're going to be talking about that as well as his plans for uh, racing outside of Huntsville in uh, 2021. And then also we're going to be speaking with Riley Herps. He is the uh, driver in the Xfinity Series for Stuart Haas Racing. So he'll tell us about uh, his career there at Stuart Haas and uh, also about uh, what's been going on with him and his season so far in uh, 2021. And, of course, William, if you're listening to the radio show, you know Darlington's coming up this weekend. Happy Mother's Day. It's a Mother's Day weekend as well. And with the Darlington race, this, uh, this race will be the throwback weekend. And, uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, obviously you already – saw the race but uh really cool that he drove the throwback vehicle of tony stewart's first car when he came into the cup series so he'll be throwing riding that uh throwback scheme which i think is uh, really really cool to celebrate tony stewart and his first victory in that uh orange uh home depot car back in the day the number 20 so uh really cool about that so we have we do have a, another a great and exciting uh, jam-packed show again this week, Mr. William Barber. Sonora Raceway is having uh, some great races going on out there. And then, of course, West Georgia Speedway, our friends over there getting some racing action after some reconfiguration of the racetrack. But I'm talking about a redesign, and so is the NASCAR's next-gen cars doing a reboot to look like you race it on Sunday. You can buy it on Monday, Alfie. Yeah, this looks really good. It's after two years of waiting, William, and with 10 months still to go before its on-track debut, uh, NASCAR's pandemic-delayed next-gen car was revealed uh, this past Wednesday afternoon. A Chevy Camaro, Ford Mustang, and Toyota Camry were rolled out amid uh, rock concert lights and smokes. Cars will be debuting at the 2022 Daytona 500. Now, uh, Chase Elliott had to say this about the car. After so long talking about it and working on it, it's a little surreal to see it actually sitting there, uh, isn't it? As he's taking a look at this uh, black and gold Camaro ZL1. This is a racy-looking car. Now let's hope it races as good as it looks. And you are uh, correct on that, William. The car looks sharp in its design. And as you mentioned, to look like a car that you could go to the uh, dealership on Monday and purchase on Monday after watching them race them on a Sunday. So uh, they do look uh, extremely uh, beautiful. So you can go to NASCAR.com to uh, check out all the pictures of the new uh, next-gen car, which will be debuting, William, 
at the 2022 Daytona 500. I'm Jacqueline Drake with the Cars Tour, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie, yet again, bringing you another brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we continue to bring you the latest in NASCAR, NHRA, Formula One, and the best in short track racing. If it's got four wheels, sometimes even two wheels, and goes real fast, you'll hear all about it right here on Southern Race Week Radio. But we're very honored and privileged to have another special guest for us this week on Southern Race Week Radio, coming to us from an undisclosed location somewhere in the United States of America. He is currently racing with Stuart Haas Racing in Xfinity Series. He is the driver of the uh, number 98 Ford Mustang. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Riley Erbs. Yeah. Uh, Riley, wow. thank you, thank you. That thank was a great much. introduction. Hey, you know, when we have a big deal guest on, we have to give him a big deal introduction. And we really appreciate you taking time to uh, join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio as we get set for a racing this weekend at Darlington Throwback Weekend. But before we talk about the racing action, everything that's going on with your career this season, let's talk about how you got into racing. For a lot of our fans who might not be familiar with who Riley is all about, you're a third-generation racer. Your father was a race car driver. Uh, your grandfather also drove. I think you have some uncles who've also uh, raced as well. So you come from a big family of racing so it seems to me that racing was just in your blood uh from the day you were born to now so tell me growing up how was it like being surrounded by pretty much racing your entire life yeah it was really fun uh it was cool like you mentioned my my dad and my grandfather um and my uncles they raced me off-road um out west out in mexico and throughout uh california and nevada so it was a kind of type of a different type of racing than a lot of people out here on the east coast are used to but um still got four wheels and a motor so it's still considered racing but um yeah i've always been a fan of everything racing as a kid uh from any type of series so it's pretty cool to um be in the nascar xfinity series now with stuart hoff racing so tell me about the transition so you grew up racing pretty much as you said your entire life out on the west coast how was it uh how were you able to find your way into the nascar world so i started racing um like road racing go-karts and transitioned into some small uh fifth scale off-road cars uh like trophy carts i think they call them and then eventually made my way to pavement and the legends cars and late models super late models and then uh kind of climbed the ranks all the way up now you've had a very long career even though you're extremely young you've been racing in trucks xfinity uh you've done arca as well you've had a lot of experience a lot of big teams have brought you on Kyle Busch Motorsports, for instance, gave you an opportunity. And now you're here with Stuart Haas Racing. So tell me what it's like working with Stuart Haas Racing as far as advancing your career. You've got a, a owner there in Tony Stewart that I'm sure is someone that's great for you to kind of bounce off of and get advice and, and a great mentor for you. So tell me about your experience uh, working and dealing with the crew and everyone you work with at Stuart Haas Racing here. It's awesome. Uh, it's a great environment over at Stuart Haas Racing. It's definitely, I think, a step in the right direction for me and um, hopefully moving my career path long forward and having a great owners like Tony Stewart and Mr. Haas has uh, given us everything we need to go out there and win races and 
uh, have the support of Monster Energy, and Ford Performance is awesome as well. Now, Atlanta Motor Speedway, we're, our show is based out of Atlanta, so Atlanta Motor Speedway is our home track. And when you guys were here earlier, you had a sixth-place finish at Atlanta. You'll be back here in July to race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So give me your thoughts of racing Atlanta Motor Speedway. You've had some experience now. So what's, what's it feel like for you guys to return in July and, and race once again on that um, amazing, long, and unpaved uh, racetrack? Yeah, I love it. It's one of my favorite racetracks for sure. Um, I really hope that they don't repave it. I think that it's going to happen in the near time future. But uh, keeping my fingers crossed, it's such a fun racetrack to race. I love the surface. I love how the tires fall off. And um, it puts on a great race for the fans. And it's a good race for us drivers as well. You know, you guys have a lot of downtime. You know, it's a short off season. You have a few weeks off during the season. Then you have a short off season before you get back into in the swing of things so when you're away from the track or when you're during your off season what what do you like to do to unwind maybe get away and 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 you know any kind of hobbies or anything like that stuff you like to do to kind of maybe you know just break away for a little bit yeah absolutely um i usually go out home and spend some time with my family and friends back home in las vegas and uh, i really like to snow ski so try to get somewhere kind of a little bit cold and um try to ski on some fresh snow usually up in utah or um head to the beach or something but get away for a little bit well i think it's three weeks or four weeks we have from uh christmas break to new year's and we kind of head back here in north carolina and get uh get ready for preseason testing and uh the daytona speed weeks speaking with uh riley Hurts here on a southern race week radio xfinity xfinity series driver for Stuart haas racing and you've got some great sponsors and one thing I was kind of learning about as I was reading your bio is that, you know, you were driving a, a different car last year. They signed another driver to that car, but they giving you this new car, the number 98 car that you've been driving full time. So what does that say to you from the people at Stuart Haas Racing that they still wanted you to the point where they brought in another car for the Xfinity Series for you to race in? I think it's super cool um, with the 98 car being vacant from Chase going up to the Cup Series. and. Um, I think it was a great fit, and it's a great transition, and um, so far it's going well. What are your expectations for the season? I know you still got a ways to go, but you've been, you know, you've been uh, doing well so far this season. So as, as far to this point in the season, where, where do you think you, you grade yourself and your team? I think it's okay. Um, everybody always wants better, um, especially as a race car driver. I think we knew that there was going to be some a little hiccups on the way just with the new driver fitting in with the new team and everything like that. But, um, I don't know. I feel like wins are definitely around the corner for us if we do what we're supposed to do and execute to uh, our maximum potential. Now, growing up in Las Vegas, we all know the Bush brothers, Kurt and Kyle, who were also from Las Vegas as well. It's hard for me to believe how long they've been in the series because I guess like I was there from day one and, you know, they've been around for so long. For you as a kid growing up in Vegas, um, how important were you to see Kurt and Kyle having the success and being part of the NASCAR Cup Series? Was it something that you now, looking back on it, felt like it was something good to see that people from your area could be able to compete successfully in the series? I think so. Um, I think that has a little bit to do with it. Uh, it's just cool to root, for, root from somebody from your hometown and uh, hopefully and watch them win championships and win races. And um, it's just cool, and the whole city rallies behind them. Now, I'm always interested in music. I, I, you know, working in radio as a DJ, music is so important to me. And I think for a lot of drivers, music is a big part of uh, what they do to motivate themselves and get ready. 
I know for a lot of races I go to, when you hear the driver introductions, they usually have some kind of generic music or something like that that they introduce you to. I know that a few races you get to pick the song you want to come out to. So let me ask you personally, if you had an opportunity to pick your own walk-up song for your driver introductions, is there a song that you would love to play as you were introduced uh, before every race? I don't know. That's a good question. I've never had the opportunity to pick up a walk, uh, pick a walk up song. So, um, man, I don't know. I love all types of music from country to rap to hip hop. So I don't know. It'd be a, that's a tough question. I haven't ever thought about that. <laughs> well, uh, let me ask you this weekend, you're going to be at Darlington. You're going to be uh, racing the throwback weekend, which is always such a fun weekend. And you have the honor and privilege of uh, racing in the throwback scheme for Tony Stewart, your team owner, uh, from his rookie season, his car. So how cool is it when you walk into the shop after it's been wrapped and you see how it looks like? Uh, how was your feelings when you walked into the garage and saw the, that uh, car in the garage waiting for you? Man, it's bright. That's the first thing that came <laughs> to my mind. But it's super cool to have Henry Rifles on board. Um, hopefully give him a good showing. And I know how much uh, that scheme means to Tony because he got his first cup win in that scheme. So it would be really cool. For me to get my first Xfinity win in that scheme, and that's the plan going to Darlington this weekend. Riley, uh, before we let you go, if our listeners want to keep up with you, follow your career, and keep up with what's going on with you personally, uh, can they follow you on social media, and where can they go to do that? Yeah, absolutely. At Riley Herbst on all platforms, and thank you for having me. Hey, this is NASCAR driver Trevor Bain, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We're continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We appreciate you tuning in every week to the radio show as well as the podcast as well. But even though we do focus on NASCAR, NHRA, Formula One, we every now and then love to focus and talk about the up-and-coming names in the world of the short tracks. That's right, short tracks all around the country have dealt with COVID last year, and now a lot of those tracks are opening up and having racing with fans in the stands in 2021. And one of those up-and-coming young drivers that you can see right now on the late model circuit. Madison, Alabama is his hometown. Ladies and gentlemen, let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in up-and-coming young driver from Madison, Alabama. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Bryce Carver! Mr. Carver, uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us yet again this week. On Southern Race Week Radio, hopefully you're having a great day today, sir. Yes, sir, I am. How are you? Doing good as we get set for you uh, racing again this weekend at Huntsville Speedway. But you are a, a busy young man. Let's talk about 2020 because for you as a race car driver, that must have been a very difficult year for you because reading this article that I've been reading about you, last year you only were able to participate in four events because of COVID-19 a weather, a lot of cancellations, a lot of uh, tracks closing down for the year because of COVID. So talk to us about 2020 for you, only being able to participate in four races. How tough was that year for you? You know, it was pretty tough. You know, we only run, like you said, four or five races, four here, and we traveled down to Sayre and run one race and uh it was tough you know i mean because we had like 14 or 15 races on the schedule you know for huntsville mainly and due to covid and a few rainouts, you know we only got to run four or five times so as a driver when you have that much off time 
what do you do? Are you, you know, are you on a simulator? Are you on one of those sim cars? Are you working in the shop, working on cars? What did you do during that time down? Really just, you know, working at the shop some, just making sure everything's right. So whenever we did have a chance to get back racing, you know, and other than that, really just I work with my dad and construction company. So we've been, we were busy last year, even through COVID. So other than that, that's about it. Speaking with Bryce Carver here, up and coming young driver from Madison, Alabama here on Southern Race Week Radio. And you seem like you've made up for it so far here in 2021 as things are starting to open up again. Races, tracks are opening up, crowds are back on the stands. Uh, watching all the excitement. You've started another season at Huntsville Speedway, and uh, you've uh, done pretty well for yourself so far in the season at Huntsville. You, you've won a race in the season. You recently just finished third in the last event you had at Huntsville Speedway. So tell me about now that you're back in the track, back behind the wheel, driving again. Uh, how's it been for you here in 2021 and now get back to doing what you love to do? You know, I mean, it was pretty good. We come back to Huntsville the first race we've run three races now uh we finished I don't remember I think it was third the first race no fourth the first race and the car you know we were because I've already started racing up in the Carolinas you know so we come to Huntsville after that race up there at Hickory so kind of just adjusting back to the car and tires are different here so just you know we went and practiced for the first time the Friday before and struggle with the car a little bit and we seemed to get a little better but the car was bottoming out during the race so we were able to finish fourth and then we uh had a race two weeks after and that's the race that i first late mall race that i won we had a really good race car you know we finally figured out some works and bugs out and had a good finish finally got us a win uh, how was that like? Did you feel you had a little bit of a weight lifted off your shoulder to get yourself a win after so many years without getting a W? Yeah, for sure, man. You know, I mean, we tried and tried, and we had fast time just about every week. And the first year we started running light malls down there, we had a lot of electrical problems, you know, and we could never get, you know, say, like, get that monkey off our back. And we finally, you know, we always had a, you know, a good car, handled good, and that electrical problem would come along or just something you know wouldn't go our way but that's racing you know so as a short track driver driving around it's it's difficult it costs a lot of money but luckily for you you have drawn the attention of a lot of great sponsors that have been a part of your career since you started racing and they really i'm sure have helped you in continuing to uh, elevate your career and allow you to go to the not only huntsville speedway but other tracks and other events so real quickly, I, I want to give you an opportunity to thank those great sponsors who help you out week in and week out to uh, make sure you get to the track every week to compete. Yeah, you know, it's always been Mike and Melissa with Window World, you know. They started sponsoring me when I started racing quarter midgets, and they've been my biggest support. You know, if it wasn't for them, we couldn't do any of the racing, you know, that we do at Hustle Speedway mainly, you know. And uh, USHVAC Services with Jamie Dowdy, uh, Quality Glass Company with Joey Johnson, Screen That Port from my dad, uh, Standing Innovation with Monty Bailey, uh, Rainier Racing Development, he come on board this year, Lauren Rainier. Uh, Hometown Lenders is my one of my new big sponsors that uh, sponsored me up in the Carolinas, so they're on my car at Huntsville, too. Now, uh, Bryce, uh, as we mentioned, 2021 has been a busy year for you. You've not only been racing at Huntsville Speedway, but you've done a lot of other things uh, as well. So for your year here in 2021, what are your expectations? 
What do you hope to accomplish? And how many races do you want to, or how many events would you like to compete in this year? As of right now, we have like 25 races on the schedule. You know, there's 12 or 13 up in the Carolinas. And I think there's 13 or 14 here, but I'm not sure if any conflict, you know, up there. So, you know, really just running as many as we can, you know, and doing the best we can. Like I said, you know, we already have a win here. And we finished third this past weekend. So car, you know, we didn't change anything and come back. And we were just a little off and just could never, I don't know, get back like it was two weeks ago. So we're going to work on it and change a few different things, I think, and hopefully get back to where we were when we won that last race. Now, Bryce, so we're really excited to see how your 2021 season goes. If our listeners want to keep up with you, your your schedule uh, social media follow you around. Uh, how can they go about keeping up with your schedule of racing events and uh, following you on uh, social media? Um, all my schedules and everything is on my racing page at Bryce Carver Racing on Facebook. You know, and you can keep up with everything on there. Really, other than that, it's just my Facebook page. All right. Well, Bryce, so thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Sunday Race Week Radio. Uh, good luck to you in the rest of the year, and hopefully, we'll catch back up with you again down the road and. Continued success in Huntsville and all your endeavors this year, my friend. Thank you. This is Sean Langdon, driver of the DHL Top Field Dragster, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We're continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we have another special guest on the Food Depot hotline right now as we head on over there and welcome into the program a good friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen, from the Motor Racing Network, as well as the Morning Drive, weekday mornings on Sirius XM, NASCAR Channel 90. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Mike Bagley! Alfie, glad to, glad to talk to you again. How are we doing? Mr. Bagley, we're doing good, my friend. How are you doing today, sir? Fantastic. Getting ready to go to Darlington this weekend, the old, the old PD region of South Carolina. There you go. Mother's Day weekend, throwback weekend at Darlington. Doesn't get any better than that. And the Motor Racing Network, of course, will be bringing you all the action on your local MRN station. Or always go to MRN.com and you can listen to the live stream of all the pre-race, in-race, and post-race commentary from all the fine uh, broadcasters there at the Motor Racing Network. Mike, I want to start off as we look at the playoff picture here. It is getting really tight. We've got 10 drivers who are already into the playoffs via win. Martin Trix Jr. is the only driver with a repeat win on the season, and that's making things uh, 11 through 16, and even those outside looking in. Uh, I'm sure it's getting very stressful as we get down to that cutoff date at Daytona. Uh, Kurt Busch, Tyler Reddick, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., some of the drivers outside looking in. And then you've got Austin Dillon, Chris Buescher, Matt Benedetto right there, along with Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott uh, right there, all within, uh, you know, maybe a few races of being out of that top 16. So uh, as we look at the playoff race, uh, what are your thoughts as we head to Darlington and then leading up to the cutoff race? Well, one of the big questions that we've had is, will we have more winners than we have playoff spots for? And there's a lot of fans out there that want to see that happen. I'm not convinced that it's going to. Uh, because we're still waiting for some drivers to start winning. We got one this past weekend with Kyle Busch, so put him on the list. We're still waiting for Denny Hamlin to win. We're still waiting for Chase Elliott. We're still waiting for Kevin Harvick. When you get beyond them, I'm almost thinking that it's going to have to be an opportunity win where something's going to have to go wrong because every single week we see the same cast of characters for the most part. You see the William Byrons, the Brad Keselowskis, the Joey Loganos. You see those guys up front. 
So it's looking like that we're going to probably maybe get to 14 winners, 13, 14, maybe 15. Maybe you have one guy get in on points. It's going to be hard to tell. But I, I really think that as we continue on, Denny Hamlin's going to continue to uh, run well. He's going to probably get a win. Going to have uh, some others get a couple of wins when they do that. Then that com- complexes the conversation of who gets in on points. Still got a lot of racing left to go because we're not we're not going to be at that point obviously until the end of August. So uh, it's something that we're following each and every week. Who can gain? Who has a setback? But I think that we'll start to see some of the guys that we expect to win win coming up. Speaking with Mike Bagley here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And one thing we're looking forward to is the All-Star Race, as always, this year at Texas Motor Speedway. And the format has been announced from NASCAR and Texas Motor Speedway. And looking at this uh, lineup here and the way they're going to be doing things uh, during the All-Star Race, is going to be very, very uh, complex. A lot of flipping around, a lot of switching, uh, a lot of rounds compared to the uh, races of past. As you've had an opportunity to look over this and maybe get some fan reaction from your morning show on Sirius XM NASCAR uh, Channel 90, uh, what are your thoughts on the way the format is set up for this year's All-Star event? Well, there are six rounds or six stages in it, and we're inverting, we're random drawing, we're doing a lot of that. There's bonuses out there for the team, um, for the team component as well. You know, we have had so many formats. I think we're up to like 17 or 18 different formats of this all-star race since 1985. And I think that this is another one. It is a very complex format. I'm hoping that everyone's going to be able to to, to catch up and, and, and keep up with all that. We'll do the best we can to explain it. But it's going to be a journey. It's not going to be something that you can just roll in and just say, hey, we got this covered. There is a challenge with every portion of the format. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Texas Motor Speedway, the first time they've had a chance to host it. And it's going to be in June. It used to be in May. I'm looking forward to it. Just the uniqueness of the format and see who can run that format and uh, basically run that gauntlet of all that you have to do between the inversions and the random draws and the cumulative finish from from rounds up until a certain point. It's a lot to digest, but uh, when, it, when, when, when you boil it down, it's going to be you know every man for himself, basically, and you're going to scratch and claw to get everything you can. Just can't wait to get down there and see it all unfolds and to see how it all turns out. Now, one model, a little, kind of little tidbit of NASCAR news I want to discuss with you. It's been out in the open, the Denny Hamlin situation with Bubba Wallace. There seems to be some tension going on there. I know that that team has uh, been struggling a little bit. They had some good races, but not a consistent season so far. What have you heard from inside that camp? Has everything resolved, or, or has there been you know sit-downs with these guys and, and trying to iron out the situation? Well, I, I think that some of the frustrations there – is that the successes haven't been there, there that they have hoped. And my take is on it, I, I, think that that, I think that's to be had with any new race team because you're talking about starting from the ground up, you're putting people together, you're trying to establish chemistry, and you're trying to, you're, you're trying to go up against teams that have been well-established. So I think that, you know, at the end of the day, they want to win races and they want to have a consistent presence in the top five and the top ten. But I'm of the mindset it takes time for that to happen. And I think that, as things progress and as the chemistry develops, and more importantly, as they go back to tracks for the second time, things will start to come together. Because remember, you got a startup race team with all this chemistry, with all this chemistry that you're trying to get established, but you got no practice or qualifying to do it. You know, you only got practice and qualifying at these new tracks, and you know the Coca-Cola 600 and some of the more established tracks and races there at the end of the year in Phoenix. So it's an uphill battle. I just think that. It's a frustrating time for them and a lot of other people in their same position. I just think you've got to give it a little bit of time and work through it. 
Uh, Mr. Bagley, if our listeners want to keep up with you on social media, keep up with the latest in news and information from you and, and the season all throughout the year, where can they go to follow you, sir? On Twitter, at the Mike Bagley, B-A-G-L-E-Y. All right. Well, Mr. Bagley, thank you so much for taking time to join us yet again on Southern Race Week Radio as well as the podcast. Uh, it's uh, Safe travels to Darlington. We'll talk to you again down the road, my friends. All right, buddy. We appreciate it and uh, appreciate you all for having me on. It's always good to be on with you guys. I'm JoJo Wilkinson, driver number 11 with the ProLite model from Town, Alabama, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Race fans, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great podcasting and radio station location. I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and this is Alfie sitting high atop his pit box. Don't forget now, with the July 11th race weekend coming to Atlanta Motor Speedway and the grandstands back open to capacity. We are going to have you a chance to win plenty of free tickets. So make sure you find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. Or if you're like our good buddy, Doug Rice, check us out on Twitter at SRW Radio, or you can check us out anytime on your favorite podcast location or your favorite radio station location. And who knows, if you see the logo for the Quaker State 400, you could be going to the race. Just like and share that post, and it should be really the Quaker State 500. But, hey, I'm sorry. They needed to cut it down by 100 miles. So, Alfie, what do you think about this, man? Great show you had it this week. I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm going to be on vacation next week for the first time in a year. I'm going to the beach. Well, we will toll down the fort while you're gone, William, so – Enjoy your fabulous vacation, and once again, thank you. It's the yeah, first time in the year. Yes, first one of the year. We heard. Um, congratulations. Yes. First time um, in the year. Yes, that's what I heard. Uh, Don't but, nobody call me. No, we're not. We won't. Don't worry about it. Um, but the, <laughs> but uh, thanks to our great guest of uh, Mike Bagley of the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Channel ninety. Also, Bryce Carver, short track driver extraordinaire, and then also, of course, Riley Herbst. Uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series driver for uh, Stuart Haas Racing. So thanks to them for joining the show next uh, this week, William. And I'm sure we'll have another star-studded uh, jam-packed show next week. We'll try to get Brandon Hutchinson on the show next week and talk about full-capacity racing at Atlanta Motor Speedway in July. Until next week, uh, y'all be safe. Till then, I'm William Barber. I'm Alfie. Y'all have a great one. We'll see you. And happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs>